Celestial City. Thank you, Jesus. If you will, uh, turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 9, verse 35. <clears throat> Mark chapter 9, verse 35. And he sat down and called the twelve and saith unto them, if any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all. Jesus had the highest position in heaven and left it all to come here. When he began his ministry, he began it as a servant, not a master. Jesus had a servant's heart. I don't know about you, but that's what I want to have. I want to have a servant's heart this morning. Thank you, Jesus. If I can do anything in this life, Lord, just let me be a servant. Thank you, Jesus. What does it mean to have a servant's heart? Jesus was the greatest servant of all. Jesus came to earth as a servant with a commitment to serve he always put others' needs first. If he had come instead to be served, our salvation and our sanctification could and would never have taken place. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life ransom for many. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The Bible also speaks about the qualifications of a pastor. I believe a pastor should have a servant's heart. You know, so many times we put the pastor on a pedestal and we expect him to be perfect, but he's a man. And he can easily be knocked off. He has imperfections. The wife has imperfections. And, um, you know, it's, it's a thing we all strive to be more like him, to be more like Jesus. This speaks about the qualifications for those who will lead a congregation of people. These qualifications have been the same for almost 2,000 years. Jesus is a perfect fulfillment of these qualifications. As the senior pastor, Jesus, of the church. I'll be summarizing these verses. Number one, a pastor must be devoted to his wife. One woman, man. One woman, man. Titus chapter 1, verse 6. And 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. The pastor's marriage illustrates Christ's love for his church, his bride. A pastor must love his wife with his mind, with his emotions, and not just with his body. Number two, a pastor's children must be in submission, though not perfect. Titus chapter one, verse six. If a man does not know how to manage his own family, he will not know how to take care of God's church. The first flock for a pastor is his own family, as a pastor and dad. 
A pastor's qualifications for the church start in his home management as he leads them up in the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. A pastor is faithful. He's a faithful steward. Here the term used is overseer. It is not another office, but a functional title of an elder. It is what he does. He is a steward, a manager of God's resources and Jesus' flock. He takes responsibility, but not ownership. A pastor must be humble, not arrogant. Titus chapter 1, verse 7. A pastor must be constantly demonstrating the gospel by admitting when he is wrong and assuming responsibility and restoring relationships. A pastor must be gentle, not quick-tempered. Titus chapter 1, verse 7. No man will be of any use in the kingdom that is quick-tempered. The difference between how Jesus demonstrated anger is that he was angry at the abuse of others in the name of religion and the dishonoring of God. We get angry at how it affects us. A pastor must be peaceful, not violent. Titus chapter 1, verse 7. A pastor is prone to inflict violence through his word. He is to be a peacemaker. A pastor must have financial integrity, not greedy for gain. Titus chapter 1, verse 7. A pastor is to be upright in his financial dealings and not accused of pursuing money over the kingdom of God. A pastor must be a lover of good. Titus chapter 1, verse 8. A pastor genuinely loves what is good. He does not just think, but he should love it. A pastor must be self-controlled. Titus chapter 1, 8, verse Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. Self-control is a characterization of every area of a pastor's life. A pastor must be upright. Titus chapter 1, verse 8. He has integrity in his relationship and how he treats others. A pastor must be holy. Titus chapter 1, verse 8. His life is devoted wholeheartedly to Jesus, eternally and externally. A pastor must be able to teach. Titus chapter 1, verse 9. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. All of the other qualifications are character qualities. This is the only ability-based requirement. He is able to teach sound doctrine. That's one thing I believe. A pastor must be spiritually mature. Chapter 1 Timothy chapter 10. Chapter 3, verse 6. Positions of authority without spiritual maturity lead to the trap of pride. When pride grows in man, sin abounds. And lastly, a pastor must be respectable. Chapter uh, Tim chapter 3, verse 7. That does not mean that everyone must like him or even appreciate him. It means that there is no credible witness to an ongoing sinful behavior. So what are the characteristics of a pastor that deserves to be followed? A pastor who deserves to be followed has character. Why is it that God so values character? Why is it that God entrusts his church to men of character rather than men of talent or achievement? Why would he prefer that his church be led by unremarkable men instead of accomplished ones? 
Why would he choose an indistinguished but honorable man over a talented man who is known and celebrated for his many skills? For one, while any man can teach what the Bible says, only a man of character can live what the Bible demands. The pastor who lives simply and gives generously can show what it means to be freed from the love of money. The pastor whose leadership shows gentleness and humility can say, follow my example. A pastor is to lead his church by setting direction and making decision, but first by modeling godliness. Godliness is a matter of character, not accomplishment. The Bible calls all leaders to look to the example of Jesus Christ and to learn leadership from him. Only a man of character is capable of this kind of Christ-like leadership. Jesus led with love. He led with an expense of his own comfort. He led as a servant who humbled himself before the ones who followed him. Before he was a man of accomplishment, he was a man of character. A pastor who deserves to be followed has a deep down biblical humility. He's not self-loathing, but an honest understanding of the strengths and weaknesses. And willing to admit it. A pastor who deserves to be followed has a walk with God that lends credibility to their vision casting. A pastor who deserves to be followed has demonstrated love and devotion to their church with no sense of ownership or entitlement. A pastor who deserves to be followed inspires others with his faith and, in, and is long-term genuine. As we talked, we talked about Jesus. What it means to have a servant's heart. You know, some days are, aren't always good. And some days are better than others. But I believe if you have a servant's heart and you're willing to work in the kingdom, God will use you. Whether it be from cleaning the toilets to vacuuming the carpet to doing something outside, picking up sticks, or like Sister Shirley Moore, she's always in the kitchen. And uh, that's appreciated. That's not looked over. And let me tell you, if you think you're too good to start out doing those things, you're wrong. Because if you're not humble enough to do those things for the kingdom, then you need to check yourself. you got a little pride in you. All right, Jesus was the greatest servant of all. Jesus came to earth as a servant with a commitment to serve. He always put others' needs first. If he had come and said to be served, our salvation and sanctification would never have taken place. I read that a moment ago. If we want to be great, we must be least. That's my prayer today. Lord, you know, don't, don't look at me. Don't ever look at me. Let God shine through me. I want people to see God shine through me. I want to love others the way he loves others. The alcoholics, the, the prostitutes, the, the ones chugging out on drugs. You know, none of us are perfect. We all have a past. Although sometimes some people's religious spirits like to get the best of them and they think they're just, you know, they've already made it. But none of us have been made it. And a lot of people would be surprised when they get into heaven that there's going to be a lot of people they didn't expect to be there. Amen. But God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at your dress. I believe, you know, as far as the way you dress, be decent. Be decent in all things. That's what the Bible says. 
And um, God looks at the heart. He looks at the heart of man. But getting back to Pastor Appreciation Day, I just want to say I love this man. And I wasn't quite sure what direction I was going to go. That's why I fumbled a little this morning. But uh, I feel like I, I did what God laid on my heart. I know it's not very long. Um, we can continue on with singing and just worshiping God and just do what the Lord leads. But I'm so thankful for this man. And I just want to speak from my heart a minute. He works full-time job, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. You know, you just never know. First thing he does when he comes home, he wants to pick his Bible up and he wants to read it. He's there for his family. He's a hard worker. He's honest. He's reliable. He's there if you need him. He don't think of himself no better than nobody else. And that's what I look at. Let's just stand up this morning. Can we give this man a God a hand? Can we give him a hand? Like... And I'm not just saying this because I'm his wife, but because I see how he lives and I know what he does. I know what his everyday struggles are. And I know he loves his church and he wants to see it grow. And I know there's a vision there that God given him. And we just need to back him up. There may be days where we're like, gosh, what, what are you doing? I just want to smack you over the side of the head. What in the world do you think you're going to do? But you know what? It's not always in our understanding. If God gives you something to do and somebody says they love you and they're behind you, they'll respect you even though they don't understand. They'll back you up anyways. Thank you, Jesus. If anyone needs prayer this morning, please come on up. I want Sister Christine to come up and she's going to uh, going to sing as a song. Pray for this machine. It does not want to cooperate.
Thank you, Lord. And if he holds the same 